Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Mobile Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, implements, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Sorry about being late this morning. Ah. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, It's all good, my man. It's a Friday. How are you doing this morning? It is a Friday. Things mm-hmm. are good. Got a good, good weekend plan, just good. like you. Good. Sure. Yep. And we have a game that's actually going to be important in December, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe because we haven't said that in about seven years. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Skip through some news and notes really quickly here. The Broncos game in Detroit, well, that's going to be on national television. It's been flexed to Saturday night, December 16th. Also, the Cardinals have released Zach Ertz. There was a lot of chatter uh, on Twitter about this. Mm-hmm. He said he wants to play for a contender. Okay. And a lot. I'm, so I'm watching a lot of Broncos fans on Twitter say, yeah, he'd be a good fit, or I don't know if we really need him. Or, well, let's just wait to see. He's not coming here. No. 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 The, Broncos, the Broncos are 6-5, and five, but they're not the Ravens who need a tight end because Mark Andrews is out. Not the Eagles because Goddard isn't playing. And by the way, that's Hurts' former team. Or the Chiefs, who really don't have a wide receiver and might be, might be smart to go with two tight ends. Sure. Look... We consider the Broncos are still less than a 50-50 shot just from a standpoint of the odds of them making the playoffs. That increases exponentially this weekend if they win. I think it shoots to like 60%, and that's if you believe all the metrics that go into those odds. So uh, while we look at the Broncos in one way, because they're right here in front of us each and every day, um, I'm not sure that that probably is the same view that others have as a when defining a contender. Get another win, then they're a contender, I think, probably for most people nationally. The Broncos are looked at right now as a great story. Yeah. They're looked at as a team that's trending in the right direction, a team that is a feel-good story because Sean Payton and Russell Wilson have helped turn this around as well as a suffocating defense, but they're still six and five. Right. Because you are what your record says you are. Now, he's a, he's been put on waivers. I don't know if he's gotten through waivers yet, but but then I saw somebody else put out on Twitter, well, if the Broncos take him, then they get him, so he doesn't have a choice. Well, he can also say, draft me and I'm not showing up. I don't know if any athlete's ever done that before. It'd be a $2.5 million hit. They have the uh, money to do it. Greg Dulcich is trending towards playing. Again, I, I I don't know, Eric. I mean, to me, that is, that's one of those the things that it sounds good, 
but you know, connecting the dots probably doesn't make as much sense. Well, it 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 makes a ton of sense for the Broncos to get him. But does it make any sense for Zach Ertz, who's pretty much at the tail end of his career? To yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, the whole want to come here. The whole picture no. doesn't quite work out. The Broncos no. can want him, but um, but Zach Ertz probably. I just can't imagine him looking at Denver and saying, "Yeah, that's a destination." Right. With that, every game, for the most, listen. When you have a 17 game schedule, every game is pretty much a must win, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, with that, every game is a, it's, it's a playoff game. But with that, can you make the case, I know that the next game is always the most important, but can you make the case, honestly, that this is the most important game since the Broncos won the Super Bowl? Yes. Now, I think, now I think we made that. I think we talked about that when they played the Browns because, listen, they were the next team on the schedule. There was a tie break. That was involved, but now that they've beaten the yeah. Browns, they have to beat a team that they have a tie break with. Because who do they play next week after this? Who do the Broncos, Broncos play? Yeah, they're playing the Chargers. It would suck to lose that game. It really would, but they're not going to lose a tie break to the Chargers. Chargers aren't making the playoffs, right? Um, here's my thing about the the question, and it's a good question. Because it's a question of immediacy. Now, bear with me on this. Did you know that on December 12th, two years ago, the Broncos were 7-6 and six playing Cincinnati at yes. home uh, in, a, it, it, in a time and a place and an intersection that the playoffs were still a very realistic possibility? Now, the Broncos went on and lost four straight games, a close one to Cincinnati, then Vegas. I think it was at Vegas and then at LA against the chargers and a close game at home against Kansas city to finish seven and 10. So that was a team that was still playing for postseason possibilities, but here's the difference and see if you buy this from me. The difference is that you feel like a foundation is being laid now, one on which the Broncos can can grow and improve. This is a starting point. I think that the Sean Payton experiment is working very nicely right now. I'm not so sure that in year, what, three or year two of Vic Fangio, Anyone ever felt that? They may have been 7-6. and six. Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback. To me, there was still a lot of uncertainty about where this franchise was going, uh, what you could trust, what you couldn't trust. So it feels different to me, not just because we're in the moment, but 6-5 and five, the way that they've done it and where and how important it is from where they are right now feels a little different to me than it did two years ago, albeit another week and a half later on a December 12th when they played a game as um, as one game over 500, exactly where they are right now. There's also another difference. The Broncos back then went into that December 19th game against Cincinnati having 
put together a two and two record. The Broncos have won five in a row. Right. Good but call. Here's the, here's the other big difference. Joe Burrow was on that team. Right. Both the Bengals and the Broncos roughly have the same record, if not identical records. Uh, but but they were in the same ballpark. Joe Burrow, at that point of his career, was starting to ascend mm-hmm. as the number one overall pick in the draft, right? right? Yep. Yep. And that's, that's a, I would think, you can make the case that was a big difference as well. I'm looking up the schedule of the uh, – of the Bengals that year. That was 2019. Is that right? 2021. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was just two years ago. 2021. The Bengals had ironically gone into that game, just like the Broncos, winners of two games and losers of two games mm-hmm. in their last four. But then the Bengals went the complete opposite direction of the Broncos. The Broncos lost four in a row and the Bengals won three of their last four to finish 10 and seven. And then what did they do? They went to the postseason and kind of went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Went all the way, won the AFC, played in the, uh, played in the Super Bowl. It was, right. it was a remarkable moment in time where the two teams were in very similar situations, at least in terms of record. Well, but, they were actually yeah. it was exact. exact. The Bengals were right. seven and six as well. Yep, and the game happened to be in Denver, mm-hmm. and it was a close game, by the way, as well. Yep, the final score is fifteen to ten. So you had two teams hitting a, hitting the crossroads at the same time. They just went in polar opposite directions. Totally, in terms of the season and the franchise direction as well. Yep. Up until this year where Cincinnati has regressed. Right. Coming up after the break, Pat Sertan, if you remember, his father came out and said on Twitter when the Broncos are like one and five, maybe it's time for Pat to move on. I don't know if Pat should really be in a situation like he's in with the Broncos. Well, now that the Broncos have won five in a row, I asked Pat, what do you say to your father now, now that the team has won five in a row? He gave his answer to me next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, Siltar Mazda and Broomfield, they have great inventory right now, loaded with cars, trucks, SUVs, yada, yada, yada. But this is the car. There are a lot of cars you should take for a test drive, but I'd highly recommend this one. The plug-in hybrid CX-90 SUV. Okay, here's some things you're going to get with it. A $7,500 federal rebate. 
you might and you might qualify for an additional five thousand dollars credit from the state of Colorado. Here's something else exciting about Siltar Mazda. You got to check out their new showroom. It's state of the art. It's gorgeous. I've been there. You really got to check it out. They really treat you in luxury with luxury and style. Go to sdhmazda.com. Head up to Broomfield for a test drive. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Sighting and Windows. Paramount Sighting and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSightingAndWindows.com. I think it's fair to call Patrick Sertan a veteran, which he hasn't been in the league that long. No, I, I, I would agree. Both, yeah, he's a vet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a vet, but he hasn't really been in the league that long. When I think of veterans on this team, I think of Josie Jewell and Justin Simmons and Cortland Sutton and Garrett Bowles, and guys who have been there for a long time. But, you know, Pat Sertan came from a program in Alabama, really good, a lot of winning, just like Jerry Judy. And then both those guys from Alabama get here and bang, losing, 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 losing. Well, not right now. The Broncos have won five straight games. Back in the playoff chase Sunday, as you and I talked about in the last segment, could be the most important game since they won the Super Bowl. Here's my conversation with Pat Sertan. You haven't been in the league this long, but when you see a guy like C.J. Stroud, does he even look like a rookie to you anymore? I mean, uh, um, seeing him throughout the course of the season and obviously on film, um, it stands out how poised he is um, and how much of a vet he looks out there. Um, the whole operation is ran upon him, and he's looking great so far. You have played a lot of really good wide receivers. Generally speaking, a team has a great wide receiver, and then the other guys are good. When you look at Houston's lineup, Tank Dell and Collins, their numbers are nearly identical. You're not going to give me any game plan on who you're going to cover, but with that, when you look at both of those guys, do you say, I'm only going to get one of them? Um, it's, it's a mix and match. Uh, obviously, they're both great receivers. We've got a great plan going against them, and they're very, very talented perimeter players. And obviously, they're young. Um, they got all the talent in the world. So, um, obviously, our game plan, those are that's um, the quarterback's favorite two targets. So, obviously, the game plan gonna be focused heavily on them too. Sure. Please take what I'm about to say the right way, Pat. Your father put something on social media weeks and weeks ago, like, I don't know if Pat should stick around with the Broncos. I mean, they're doing a lot of losing. Have you talked to him recently and saying, well, we're not losing now, Dad? Uh, nah, man. He he mentioned before, man, it was just one of those moments where, you know, during during the heat of the moment, everybody's frustrated. Um, you know what I mean? He, he's in the, he wasn't the only one that thought that, you know what I mean? Just every... Like the whole atmosphere was bad and the uh, energy and the aura, but since getting these wins and everything feels great, everything seems on point. But like I said, the league, the league is crazy because you never know, you know how it may end up for uh, towards the end of the season. We we had a great point right now where you know our dreams and goals are still uh, in the air. So um, you know, early on in the season, obviously everybody had frustrations. I might talk too much about it, but he mentioned before, like in the heat of the moment, he was frustrated. Um, you know, take account to the words you said, but uh, it was just it was just moments like that where, you know, it was just up and rising throughout the whole uh, building for sure. You don't have kids, do you? No. Nah. When you do, you will find out, because I have two girls, 
You want the best for your child. You will stick up for your child. You will speak up for your child, even when your child doesn't want you to speak up for them because you're going to say, Dad, Mom, you're embarrassing me. They mean the best. Always. Um, that's how it should be. Um, you know, just being with them your whole life. You want the best for your kid and your child, and that's what he. There's no bad harm behind it, but uh, you know, family comes first, and that's that's the main thing behind it. But uh, yeah, it, it wasn't. He didn't mean no um, bad harm behind it. Obviously, he was frustrated at the time, but now he's talking positive things. So, was there a moment during this streak that you're on, whether it was in practice, the weight room, in the game, where you said? It feels like something just clicked with all of us. Um, I would say during, I'd say the Bills game was one of the deciding factors why I seen that, okay, we're ready to hit that stage because during that game, it was a lot of adversity. It was a lot of, you know, back and forth going on, but the mentality throughout the team was just winning, focus on winning. Um, and that was the main vocal point throughout the whole game. Then once we got the win, I knew um, from the weeks on out that we was going to be a dangerous team to play against. There's a difference between hope and faith, right? We hope we can win, but we have faith. We believe we can win. When you guys were one and five, did those two kind of meld together a little bit? Or was it more one or the other? Um... It, it was it was some faith in it, but, like, I wouldn't call it hope or faith because it was like we knew what we did wrong um, during those weeks. And, uh, you know, just a standard change in our mentality changed throughout those weeks. I could see, like, a shift, the way how we practice, the way how we take on meeting rooms, the film rooms, and how we prepare. Um, I seen it week in and week out through the ups and downs. And through the ups now, I just see a change, a different type of um, a motor with us, a different type of urgency, which is a great thing about it. I'm guessing you have a really good relationship with Cortland and Garrett and Josie, but I'm guessing the guy you're closest to is the guy you line up with every single game who stands behind you and Justin Simmons. How have you noticed the way he has evolved with all the losing he went through to what you guys are doing now? You know, Justin, he's always a positive guy. Um, obviously, through his uh, tensure here. He's he's been, uh, you know, on the wrong end of some games. You know, some years. Some. You know, majority of his years <laughs> here. All. Yeah, all, all of his years. You can say that. <laughs> and to finally be able to, you know, be on the streak and get getting these wins, and you can just see, you know, the happiness it brings to him because, you know, throughout this whole year here, he haven't. I don't know if he was above 500, not one year, so. One year, Just one year, yeah, yeah, so. And he barely played, the no-fly zone was still intact. So, it's just, it's just great for him to be able to experience this, uh, relish his moments uh, with his teams. But he, everybody knows we still got a long ways to go. It's a long journey, and this only the beginning. But so far, we've been kicking it up a notch, which is great. Bruce, what do you think? Bruce, you there? Hey, Bruce, can you hear me? I got you now. Yeah, I was. We're having a little technical snafu. Oh, very. Um, 
Patrick Sertan is from the day that he arrived so far ahead of his um, level of experience. And even three years in, he still handles things. uh, Well, he handles things now even more flawlessly than he did as a rookie. He was extremely well-schooled, had the advantage of being schooled. Well, first of all, had the advantage of unbelievable talent like next generational kind of talent, which he still enjoys, but had all of the maturity from the experience of his father that he was able to bring to bear. And he's done nothing, Eric, to disappoint in any shape or fashion, whether it's on the field, off the field, with his foundation, doing the right thing. This is a guy that, to me, is... As good as it gets. And and even with your questioning of, of his dad, he handled the situation, I thought, extremely well. Because that was a moment of, hey, what in the hell are you talking about? But it but explained away as a moment of frustration in the moment. Uh, things run hot. We all understand that, and it makes perfect sense. But here we are now, just like the rest of the Broncos, playing meaningful games in the month of December. And it doesn't get any more meaningful on Sunday. And I have every confidence that Patrick Sertan will be one of the best players on the field as he is each and every week. He is wise beyond his years. That's what he is. But here's the other thing and why it's important for the Broncos to be winning where Pat Sertan is in his evolution as an NFL player. You don't want to have to be in a situation if you're the Broncos and worry, does this guy want to come back? Because I think there's been a lot of concern over the last however many years with all the losing. Is Justin Simmons going to demand a trade? Right? Right. You don't want that with Pat Sertan. You don't want it with Justin Simmons either. But at least with the team winning now, you can make the case, well, we don't have to worry about our best player demanding a trade. So there are a lot of different tentacles to winning besides the locker room feeling better about itself, having a chance to go to the playoffs. Broncos country gets a kick in its step on Monday, yada, yada, yada. Right. Come, coming up after the break, yadbarker.com had an article titled The Hottest Seat for Each AFC Team. Who do you think they put for the Broncos? And when I read who they put for the Broncos, I'm thinking, well, I guess they had to find somebody. That's next. <laughs> Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, implements, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. 
What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Yardbarker.com had an article titled The Hottest Seat for Each AFC Team, meaning Mm. a player, coach, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) So they used Russell Wilson. Okay, This is what they wrote about Russell Wilson. His play has improved this season, but the 35-year-old is in the second year of a five-year, $242 million-plus contract. He must lead the team on an improbable playoff push to prove he's not overpaid and still a franchise quarterback. Hmm. You've got the floor, Bruce. I mean, really? I mean, is this how we fill inches now? I mean, come on. Let, let, let's come up with something a little bit more creative or at least a little bit more on point. His play has improved this season. Really? Improved? Is that what we're going with right now? Now, I hear you on the 35-year-old, which, by the way, he just turned 35 two days ago, and the size of the contract. And obviously, that will continue to be the uh, the focal point, um, not necessarily through the rest of this season, but as we get into the off season, how does it look? Can it be restructured? Is there willingness to be restructured? Does it need to be restructured? Those are all questions that will be answered at the proper time. But Russell Wilson, I don't think his seat at this point is even mildly warm, to be really honest with you. I know that people in Denver get very excited when people on ESPN or Fox Sports 1, wherever that is on the dial, (laughs) national people, talk about your team. When Stephen A. Smith talks about the Nuggets. Everybody gets really excited. The problem is he doesn't know the team that well. Just like the writer for Yardbarker.com doesn't know this team at all. No. You know why? Because Russell Wilson is not in the second year of his five-year $242 million contract. For starters, it's an extension. And secondly, the extension hasn't even kicked in yet. Yeah, it's next season. It's next season that you begin the extension. And I know it seems like I'm being a little nitpicky, but this tells you that whoever wrote this, because by the way, it was written by a team of people. They don't put it. They didn't have somebody's name on the byline. Right. That just tells you they don't follow the team. Just like Kendrick Perkins and Stephen A. Smith and Lisa Salters didn't follow Nikola Jokic basically until the NBA finals. Yeah, I mean, to prove he's not overpaid and still a franchise quarterback, I don't even buy that at this particular point. I mean, to me, it's low-hanging case. I mean, you You, can make it, I suppose. Well, listen, I know his numbers suggest he's having one of the best seasons in the league this year. He's a top-five quarterback in the league. But when you watch him, does the eye test tell you he's a top-five quarterback? Probably not. No, probably not, but top 10. But when you look at his numbers sitting in Bristol, Connecticut, Russell Wilson's not only back, he's a top five quarterback in this league. Because what you're doing nationally is you are reading box scores. Mm -hmm. You're reading game stories. You're not actually watching the games and you're sure as hell not going to practice. No, no, you're right. And, And that's a good point. 
and so you always have to take that kind of view from far away with a grain of salt. I mean, uh, they've got they're national people. They've they've got lots right. of different things going, I, and I I appreciate that. You do too. You've been one of those guys, so you know yep. how it is. Um, there's only so many so many hours in a day, and you want to cover all of your bases. It's lazy. It's it's you. I'll use your term. It's kind of lazy analysis. It's really not even connecting the dots correctly. Um, but maybe it's a good thing because it's you look around the Broncos right now, and who would be on the hot seat? It, I mean, is there even a? I got a guy. A, it, it, I got a guy. You do good. I do. All right. You're asking me who it is. Jerry Judy. You got it. Yeah, probably. No, 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 he he's on the hot seat to remain with this team. Yeah. Okay. Because they might look to trade him. Yeah. And I'm sure, honestly, Jerry doesn't care. Jerry cares about his touches. So where he can get the most touches, I think that's what matters to him. In a, in a roundabout way, I will listen to that argument. I Maybe that is a fair thing. Not necessarily because he's got to prove it, but because the team could could move on from him in with a good return on a trade. I, I, I would listen to that. Maybe, maybe there's some wisdom there. Yeah. Yeah. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll discuss the situation involving former Bronco Von Miller. And what did Tyree kill say about the relationship between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? That's next on morning drive with Goodman and hurdle on mile high sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's going to be an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All righty, guys. Just in case you missed it, some disturbing news yesterday. Von Miller turned himself in after an arrest warrant was issued for allegedly assaulting a pregnant woman. Uh, Miller faces a charge of third-degree felony assault of a pregnant woman and was released from DeSoto uh, Tri-City Jail on a $5,000 bond. However, uh, the alleged assault victim downplayed the incident, saying no one assaulted anyone and that the incident has been blown way out of context. Uh, Your thoughts on this Von Miller situation? Well, I mean, you know, when there's a police report, and there will always be one on a domestic 
disturbance situation, as well there should be, uh, there are going to have to be some answers. Um, I, I don't know all of the details, and I'll let the process play out. It's obviously um, very unfortunate for all involved at this point. Yeah, it's really difficult to address something, to your point, Bruce, and all the facts have not come out. But help me answer a couple of these facts. Sure. Who, who called the police? The woman. Oh, really? Then why'd you call the police, hon? Why'd you call the police? Period. She's, she's backtracking from it. She's pregnant, right? It's Vaughn's baby, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 She now realizes what she did. Well, Probably, I don't I don't know well, that. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold yeah, on a yeah. second. Hold on. Why'd you call the police? If if what you told the police, because it's in a police report, yes, right? It is, right. And what did she say in that police report? She made the police. She made the phone call. Mm -hmm. She filed the police report. And now she's, it's kind of like writing a book and saying, I was misquoted. Actually, it's very similar to the case here, of, like what, three years ago, whatever it was. Remember the case? Um, involving Vaughn. Involving Vaughn. And I believe, I believe the same woman. With that, all I'm saying is she made the phone call to the police, right? Yes. She made a statement to the police. And now she's saying that she was misquoted from her own statement? Mm -hmm. Right. Does that kind of add up to you? I or, I hear or, where you're going. I feel where you're going and yep. there's merit to it. Yes. Maybe she maybe she overreacted. All of us have overreacted at times. You're thinking maybe I should to Maybe I shouldn't have done that in a fit of anger or in a fit of rage. You do something, then you take a step back and say, you know what? If I had a cooler head, I wouldn't have done that. But at the end of the day, for her, if they ask her to testify, she's going to say it was no big deal. Right? Probably. It's not going to go anywhere. Vaughn's a, Vaughn's a really good guy. I hope this story isn't true. Yes. But at the end of the day, I, I probably went further than I should have gone without assigning blame or guilt. Yeah, it'll all play out, and it, it may very well play out as much ado about nothing. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, just in case you missed it, Tyree Kill said that the reason he moved to the Dolphins is because Patrick Mahomes would invite Travis Kelsey to his house, <laughs> but he didn't invite Tyreek. Hill said, I was hurt. Patrick, you never invited me over to your house like you did Kelsey. That's why we are here where we are at now. I've never been anybody's side chick before. I go to Kansas City, now I'm the side chick. Uh, what do you think about Tyreek Hill being jealous of the relationship between Mahomes and Kelsey? I think it's remarkably silly. Uh, but, you know, I mean, whatever it takes, that's the way that he, he, he functions. So, fine. If it works for him, no, I've got no problem with it. But, please, let's not, do we have to be ridiculous? I'm going to ask a couple questions to you, Bruce, about sure. this whole situation. Yeah. Were the Chiefs willing to make Tyreek Hill one of the highest-paid wide receivers in the league? Yes. They were? Well, they were. I mean, one of the highest-paid, not, like, excessively like the like the Dolphins did. Ah. The Dolphins so was, paid him monstrous right. money. Right. 
So does it matter or not if he was invited over to Patrick Mahomes' house to play PlayStation? Play it was about PlayStation. the money. Yeah, it's it about was, the. It is always about the money. It's it, about the money. It's always about it. Sure. And, and and if we're being really truthful, if you have to pick a friend, like who's the better player? Tyree Kill is not a top five wide receiver of all time. Notice I said top five. He might finish top ten, right? Uh-huh. I said top five. Right. You can make the case Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. So with that, if you're going to pick a friend, I'd probably pick Kelsey too. I probably would if pick the one that I get along with the most and, and yeah. share something in common with and have like-mindedness and that I right. enjoy being around. Those would be kind of the factors right. for me. Right. And and I don't know if Tyree Kill could pull off Mahomes and Maauto. I don't know if Tyreek's <laughs> girlfriend or wife would be high-fiving Taylor Swift. No, I think you're probably right. <laughs> oh, Tyreek Hill. He's a, he's a piece of work. I will say that. All right, just in case you missed it, on Thursday night football, NFL's highest-scoring team, the Cowboys, won their 14th straight game at home. 41-35 victory over the suddenly reeling Seattle Seahawks. A CeeDee Lamb got his sixth 100-yard receiving game of the season, and there were no punts in this game, just the fifth time since 1960 that that has happened in an NFL game. What did you think of the exciting Thursday night game? It, it was a remarkable game, very fun to watch. DK Metcalf was out of his freaking mind. Um, and, and, like, where did that come from all of a sudden? He's had a kind of a mixed return kind of year, but he was – um, arguably the best player on the field yesterday, unless you're talking about Dak Prescott, who was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Dallas is interesting for me because I don't have as much faith in the Cowboys as I do in the Eagles or even the 49ers, but they are a team that you've got to deal with. I just am not sure about them defensively as much as I'd like to be. This is one of those games that if you are a prop bet person, and you're betting the typical guys who do well, you did, You had a pretty good night. Yes. And I didn't bet on this game, but I'm looking at Dak Prescott's numbers and how many millions of dollars changed hands hmm. with the fact that he threw for 299 yards. Interesting. Wow. 299 yards. And you bet him to throw 300, and you're thinking... Oh, God, this is a really bad beat. Again. <laughs> Again. Another bad beat. Now, if you bet on DJ Metcalf to score four touchdowns, dude, that's on you. Well, he scored three. Yeah. Yeah. He scored three. All right, uh, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They have a sales staff that can help you redesign your entire kitchen, big box stores. They cannot do that. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver, in which they have extra low prices. Coming up after the break, uh, what would you like to get into, Bruce? Should we, should we talk about the Broncos? Sure. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, mean, think I, so. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Broncos right now. No, you can't. And um, there was a name that emerged who's going to be on the market probably going to be on the market and man this guy could really help the broncos right now Mm -hmm. and when i read twitter yesterday i'm thinking yeah do we really want to 
bring him in or, you know, um, I, 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 I like when people say I, I'd be for it. You don't make the decision. <laughs> yeah, because right? they've got like you're being consulted. Or, yeah, they are being consulted and they are expected to help pony up. Oh, wait a minute. Not right. Not so much. Okay. Right. Who are we talking about? That is next. Also, is this the Broncos' most important game since winning the Super Bowl? That's next. 